Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Icelandic jazz pianist Ingi Bernay. We caught up with this talented pianist from his home base of Reykjavik, Iceland to discuss his sixth album, a great name called Fragile Magic. He talked about surviving COVID, his career so far, the future, and so much more. We're so glad that he reached out. You'll dig his story. It's so great to meet you. Thank you for taking time out to, to contact the show. It's an honor to be able to speak with you today. Thanks. Likewise. So where exactly in the world are you located? Uh, in Reykjavik, Iceland. Wonderful. I actually saw a really cool documentary recently with Rain Wilson uh, going to Iceland and how beautiful it is and just how it's actually one of the happiest places on the planet. Yeah, well, people say so. And uh, yeah, I guess we are quite happy here. Yeah. Well, that's a yeah. good thing <laughs> for yeah. sure. And, you know, the music is, is I mean, there's so many things that come out of Iceland. Um, you know, I've been a fan of Sigur Rós for a long time. Um, of course, Bjork, and there's just so many musicians that have come out. So it's, uh, you're in wonderful company for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So let's get into, before we get into your album, Fragile Magic, which is such a great album title, I want to know, you know, we're coming up on the fourth year anniversary of the global pandemic. How did you get through that time period and how did it change you? Uh, well, obviously, I was a lot just at, alone at home uh, with the piano and, uh, and maybe it's a cliche. I, I, I recorded a solo piano album during the pandemic. Uh, of course, just a way to keep myself busy, but also just to process maybe the pandemic in some way. Uh, but I think we, we were more lucky here in Iceland than many other countries. We weren't really, of course, there were some lockdown situations, but not as aggressive as, you know, in other parts of the world. Because we are like, we have a lot of space here, of course. And uh, so I think we were quite lucky in a way. So talk to me a little bit about this latest album, um, Fragile Magic. How did this album come about? How did you create it? What were kind of the artistic forces? Well, so if there is something as a concept for the album, it's like, uh, you could say that we as composers uh, of music, we are trying to, you know, glimpse this kind of uh, mysterious language which music is. And, uh, and in order to do so, we need to become magicians. And uh, and it's this material which is like fragile to work with and how do you shape it into music so that could be the or is the maybe yeah if you could say a concept behind the album but to be honest some of those tunes are older like there's even one tune from let's say 2016 so it felt just right to record that tune uh when we recorded this album so yeah 
So this is your sixth album. How do you feel like evolution wise with each new album? Do how do you perceive an album? Is it kind of a snapshot in time? Is it is it more than that? How do you how do you how do you view each new album you put out? Uh snapshot of time is a very good uh, way to describe I think because it's uh, yeah, it's a document of how I play and compose at a given moment. Well, but of course, I have evolved both as a pianist and as a composer. But I think there is always some kind of. It's very hard to describe myself like this, but I think there is some kind of, if you could say, a signature in my compositions which may be like they are minimalistic, but they always contain maybe a little tricky part somewhere in some element of the composition. So, yeah. so how did this journey into the jazz begin for you? How did this become your life? Uh, well, it's actually maybe quite unusual because as a teenager, I was just listening to techno. And uh, then maybe somehow through the internet, I was just browsing and seeing, whoa, this old techno stuff and how it got related to, uh, you know, jazzy, funk, electronic stuff, Herbie Hancock, that kind of stuff. And then I just went backwards in time. I listened a lot to Herbie Hancock and Keith Jarrett, Oscar Peterson. And then as a pianist myself, I maybe went, you know, back to the future. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. So what was the first live show that you ever saw that really blew you away that made you think, I want to be up there one day doing that? Oh, that's a good question. Hmm. I can't maybe. Oh, well, actually, yes. I saw EST, Espion Svensson Trio play in Iceland 2006 or seven. That was a great, great moment. And uh, then like one year later, I saw Keith Jarrett play in France. That was huge also for me. So, so yeah. yeah, that's amazing. So what what's the jazz scene like there in Iceland? Well, it's always uh, tricky, you know, we are only 350,000 people, inhabitants here, which is very small. It's just like one city, you know, in many countries. So, of course, that jazz scene is very small, and there are maybe not so many opportunities to play your own music. And if I speak for myself, I really think about you know exporting my music like i've tried to book concerts in in europe and uh, i have had some success with that but uh, i think still you know it's a very creative scene uh and i could maybe mention that i run a website called icelandjust.is uh, and there i try to list all album releases in iceland every year it's like a database of released albums and it's I, i'm always surprised you know for this small country we have sometimes 20 jazz or jazz related albums every year which is wow 
amazing. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of good output. So, so why do you love jazz? I think it's the freedom of it. Uh, like I, I felt quite constrict, constrained when playing classical music as a, as a kid and teenager. I never really connected with it so much. And uh, it's the ability to just be, create on the spot and uh, be in, uh, how do you say, uninhibited. Uh, which has always, it, it's always, I've always been like that. And uh, now as a teacher, I actually find it quite hard to teach that, to not be, you know, not constrain yourself you know, teach people to be free. It's very difficult. Uh, yeah, I agree. So how about travel? Have you been to America or do you have plans to come here or around Europe or anywhere else? What, what's kind of the future look like for you? Well, I haven't toured with my music to America, but I would love to do so. Uh, I will, this year I will play in Germany uh and maybe japan actually in october sure uh, that's with my quintet project which is a uh, with the album i released last year called farfugler and then i will play in the faroe islands which is even a smaller place than iceland it's uh, in the middle of the atlantic between the uk and iceland small island <laughs> hmm. this summer so but uh, yeah, but of, I've been to the USA as a tourist and I went to this Jazz Education Network event in New Orleans in 2020. That was really nice to get a glimpse of the American, American scene and the educators. So if you could catch a dream jazz show live, you can get to a time machine and go see it. Who would you love to have seen live? Uh, I would love to have seen the Keith Jarrett European Quartet with Jan Garberek and and those guys. Uh, they, they are like for me like a top top group in this style. Or for those of the, those that listen to your music and they're curious who you are, how would you explain who you are? Well, I'm uh, first and foremost a musician, more than a pianist and more than a jazz musician. And I hope to create my own kind of language, both as a composer and a pianist, and that... Uh, even though I, you know, communicate through jazz, I hope I'm able to com communicate something about myself through the music, because I think music is the best way to express something without words. And sometimes I'm expressing uh, intentionally something, but something is just... Uh, some kind of an expression i'm not even sure myself what i'm expressing but it just comes out there in the music and maybe it's up to others to find some meaning in it 
So let's say you are coming to Kansas City to perform live and you have to come up with a short description of what your show and sound would be like to get people to come see you. How would you do that? How would you explain it? Could maybe say that I'm a creator of my own kind of folk music uh, with maybe bits and pieces of free improvisation and lyrical improvisation, lyrical melodies. Excellent. So the brand new album is Fragile Magic. Where can people pick it up, learn more about you, reach out? How do they do that? Uh, I have a website, ingibjartnit.com, and uh, the new album will be available on Bandcamp. It's going to be released on the 21st of March. And then I also have some, there are actually now at this moment, three singles from the album available on Spotify and all the, all the streaming services. Uh, so you, if you want to get the sneak peek of the album, it's possible to listen to some of the tracks there. Excellent. And I know I did the same thing. Ingi, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for reaching out to Neon Jazz. It's been wonderful to get your story and to get your reflections. Thank you very much. Likewise. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and minds in Iceland, Kansas City, and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz. And thanks to Igni for his time, energy, and reaching out to the show. If you want to hear more Neon Jazz interviews, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us at YouTube, and for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.